When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We like to call it a hump day edition of Ball Don't Lie. Uh, we got a lot to get into. The winners and losers of the NFL Draft Lottery. And yes, to the victor go the spoils and uh, Victor Wimbenyama. Uh, he is the spoils. He is the prize. And looks like the San Antonio Spurs. Hey, the rich just get richer. The lucky uh, San Antonio Spurs because Lady Luck loves her some San Antonio. We'll get into that coming up uh, in this segment. Also, John Rant making a statement. Adam Silver also making a statement at the NFL Draft Lottery. We'll also get to the Nuggets. Big game one win over the Lakers at home. Uh, we got to talk about that. We'll also get into Rojo. There's big talk about Roshan Johnson with the Bears that he may end up cracking the starting lineup. We'll discuss that. Bijan Robinson talking about his role with the Atlanta Falcons. We'll also go deep behind the burnt orange curtain, courtesy of my man Jeff Howe over at Horns 24-7. We got audio of Steve Sarkeesian and Rodney Terry from the Texas Fight Tour. We'll get into that as well and discuss pro football focus, showing a lot of love to them Longhorns. We got a lot to get into. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the Chiefs. Pippin ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. He is the Mike Hardball Hards, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, brother? Home day! <laughs> Congratulations to San Antonio fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas Mavericks fans are upset. Houston Rockets fans are upset. But Patrick left here yesterday. He was doing everything possible, possible, to get that number one overall pick, and he got it. Congratulations to the San Antonio Spurs. I know that they got free drinks. They got free drinks at a club down there. They said if you start your tab before the draft, you get free drinks all night. So they did a good job down there. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate that interest always. Uh, CB says I might have said NFL draft lottery. If I did, I apologize about that. There's no such thing. Uh, I was like, it counts too. And the NBA (laughs) wins the day. We're talking NBA. uh, And nobody uh, better to discuss the NBA than the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know he's underpaid. And he is a proud. San Antonio Spur today is Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, brother? Is that good? Is number one pick good? Is that a good thing? Congratulations, man. It I- is when you are <laughs> oh. not very good the year before. Oh. 
It is very good when you're not very good. Well, hell, they only missed the playoffs like eight times as a franchise. Yeah. And they've only ended up in the lottery six of those eight times. And half of that damn time, as we discussed yesterday, they're the luckiest team in the NFL. Uh, sorry, in NFL again. NBA draft lottery. There you go. And now they get the number one pick again. So 50% of the time when the Spurs are in the in the draft lottery, they get they win the draft lottery. They get the number one overall pick. Yeah, you know, we're pretty it's good. Unbelievable. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so, you know, it pays off to try and win games and not tank every season. Wow. These other teams tanking every year. Man, it is. I can't, it, it literally is unbelievable. Mm. Like, it is how, unbelievable. How it no, I, I really you, was not you, expecting it. Yeah, I don't even know if you were expecting it. You would have a lot more cocky uh, I, No, today. I was expecting I Honestly, the re- yesterday was me saying, man, I really hope we don't fall. Like Detroit, that's what I didn't want the Spurs to be. Yeah. I didn't want the Spurs to drop to five and be like, oh, man, we're now we're like kind of in that area. We're getting good players, but not game-changing. Right? It's not ideal for the Rockets. It's not, it's not terrible, but it ain't ideal. Yeah, I mean, the Rockets They're are four. still getting the top three picks for me in this NBA draft. Number one is clearly head and shoulders above everybody else. Number no two and three are both really good players. So I, I think that I think uh, Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller are both going to be really good players. Mm. So I, I think two and three are not bad. Once you get into four and five, then it starts getting to more project stuff. Hey, did you hear? Do you, you hear him? You hear what he's talking about? He, I, he, it, he's it, over here. He, I, uh, you know, if you were number two or three, you, get, you got you you it's did all But you know what? We got we got number one. They got we got I'm number gonna, one. I'm just gonna be over here watching Victor <laughs> highlights for a while. And honestly, I'll give I, I'll say this though. It is real, and, and we got sound from Victor Wimbenyama from Wimby. Uh, who that's affectionately what said his, by the way it is his his social media handle is yeah. at Wimby. yeah so it, it's at not Wimby. completely made up but it's no 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 <laughs> I, know, I think because all great uh, NBA players nobody calls them by their full name yeah they well you had you had Timmy at, and now you have Wimby yeah there you go mm-hmm. yeah it's just <laughs> but uh, you got it is it does seem to be serendipitous that the Spurs have had a kind of special connection with French basketball players. Tony Parker being Pac, the yeah. most, yeah. yeah, the most prominent of those. Tony Parker, yeah, exactly. And Tony Parker was on the Victor Wimbenyama bandwagon before a lot of folks, as he played for the team that he owns over there. Mm-hmm. He did. He posted. He, and his brother. he posted a picture today of a young Wimbenyama in a Tony Parker jersey, yep. in the Spires jersey. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So and so you know Tony Parker's been preaching the gospel right, to a young Victor Wimbenyama about the Spurs culture and everything. And I will say this for the NBA, really. For Victor Wimbenyama and for his development as a player, I, he couldn't have ended up in a better situation. When you right. talk about coaching and culture yeah. in today's NBA, mm-hmm. I mean, the Spurs still got that because they still got pop there and uh, they still keep a lot of the, the I don't know, the a lot of the figureheads around because Tim Duncan's, he, he's around. He's not, yeah. um, he's not, he's not heavily involved, hands on, but he's around. He's right. around. He's, of he, he's around more when the cameras are not around. Yeah, then Tony, he, Tony Parker lived there. Tony he's, Parker's still around all the time. Still he still has a place in San Antonio. Manu Ginobili's still around. David Robinson is clearly still around. Right? They, they, they're still around. Sean like, Elliott's still there. They're Joe still Nelson. engaged. They're still around the, yep. you know, the organization. George Gervin's still there. So it, it really, it's amazing. So I think he, honestly, for Thank him, and for his development, not not for everybody else in NBA. This sucks for everybody else. But for, the, for, for, for Winby's development and for... You know, him basically having the best chance to reach his ceiling, which everybody's saying right now is the next LeBron James. This is the best place for him. Fewer distractions, you know what I mean? Like, it is it is the best place for him. It is. And they got a connection, like I said. They this Even he talked about it. Apparently, he wanted this. Yeah. Apparently, this he is what not, he wanted. I, let me tell you, that was honestly just as good as getting the number one pick was watching the highlight of him reacting to it yes. and being excited. Because Imagine. when you're in a small market team, any of those teams – you always have that thing when someone gets when you see that you're who you're getting and you want to make sure that they're excited to be there and you don't get the person who's like, oh man, you're like, oh god, this guy may have to be traded. This guy, like, he ain't gonna be here long. But Wimanyama seems to be very happy. Uh, it's uh, we got two bits of audio here that Patrick is referring to. Uh, the first, let's let's save the Brian Windhorst one. Let's do that one second. Let's do the one where they have him on the Zoom call or whatever the video kind yep. of interview there. And it is. Yeah, if you're a Spurs fan, I mean, it'll give you chills. 
I mean, it's it, it it is that if you're if you're a true Spurs fan, I you know I I felt it a little bit and I was like, damn, wish I was a Spurs fan today, uh, and I've never said that before. I was going to say, did people actually time. hear you say that? No, Seriously, I think mean, I mean, a, a lot of Spurs like, damn, wish I was a Spurs fan. Today. I bet they, I mean, it's, it feels real damn real good to be a Spurs fan today. Here is Victor Wembanyama after the uh, Spurs got the number one overall pick and won the NBA lottery, and this is over a a Zoom call and him describing uh, his feelings. Here it is. So when the pick was made, you looked to your left, you looked to your right, and then you grinned. Who did you look at and what were you thinking? There's a special relation between France and the Spurs because of Tony, of course, and also Boris. And um, I know half of the country, maybe, if not the whole country, wanted the Spurs to have the first pick. So I was looking at everyone and everyone was happy, so I was too. You had said the universe told me? Universe. The universe told me. Not to brag about it, but I knew what was going to happen. And uh, I actually recorded myself uh, saying it this morning, walking to practice. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the universe told me. Dreams, feelings, yeah. it happens sometimes. But it, it never, it, it, it's never wrong. It's always right. Wow. The universe told me. I said it before I went to practice today. I wrote. What did he say? He wrote it down. I did a video. He did a video. I think he recorded himself. I'm an old man. I think I'm running down. Uh, It's amazing. A lot of people like to write stuff down, Rod. Don't feel bad. Nah, I see. I, I see your notes over there. You're good. You're good. Uh, no, but to, to Patrick's point, though, it bodes well for a guy that he he wants. This is somewhere he wants to be, not somewhere he was just. He's going to get drafted to. He right. wants to be there, and he wants to win championships. The first thing he said was he's ready to win some titles. Yeah, I mean, I think too. It's you know, with when I you think talk we about, we all say that. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? When we're the number one pick, that's true. You got to work your way into that kind of stuff. But I, I felt him. I felt him on that. Go ahead, Patrick. No, but that's us. I think the country of France. When you saw it, you know, when you talk about Tony Parker, that was kind of French's first real. Hey, man, we have a all star player in the NBA. So so much of the country fell in love. And then you have a Rudy Gobert that's from there as well. However, when Utah trades Rudy Gobert and blames him for all their problems. They're probably not the biggest Utah Jazz fans ever that they're like, oh, this guy that they think he ruined the team and now he's in Minnesota where they don't like him either. We're going to go with the place who loved Tony Parker and put his his jersey in the rafters. So that's why the the country of France is, is so much more on the Spurs when there is other good French players in the league. Uh, I don't think anyone has embraced a French player quite like San Antonio embraced Tony Parker. Yeah, and Boris Diaw is another oh, one. Oh, Boris Diaw loved because he was – Friends with Tony Parker, yep. and when he came in, I remember when he got when he got brought in. It's like, yeah, he's just overweight. He just doesn't want to play where he's at. Like I think he was in Charlotte and he got cut. And I was like, he's a really, really good player. Like he's going to help us a lot. And of course he did because then he wanted to play basketball against. He's playing for a winning team. And, and I think that's all Victor Wembanyama is saying is, I want to play for a winning team. Let's not do the. I mean, when you look at the NBA now and you see Orlando Magic and they're in the lottery year after year, mm-hmm. and you see Detroit and they get to pick and they're in the lottery year after year, and you see Houston and they get the picks and they're in the lottery year after year, he's going, Look, you just don't want to be in the lottery for the next four seasons so we can get all the players and be competing. No, no, I want to, I want to be, let's, let's try and put our finger, our foot to the pedal this offseason and let's try and get things. And the Spurs are in a good spot. They, they, I think they'll, they'll, they'll have roughly $40 million in cap space. They do have to re-sign Trey Jones or figure out what you're going to do with Trey Jones in that. But you also have guys like Devontae Graham and Doug McDermott, some guys like that that are around $15 million a year players that you can ease, that you can pretty much move off with, a, you know, give a couple second-round picks to a team to take off. And they're not bad players, but you will give them a second-round pick or something, which the Spurs have tons of second-round picks. You get rid of you – can, you can clear some more cap with those guys as well. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, according to uh, this is from Jeff McDonald. According to Spurs ticket office, deposits for new season tickets begin rolling in minutes after the draft lottery was announced last night. Uh, there are two thousand new season ticket packages ordered within the first twelve hours following the announcement. That's what one of my homeboys who used to be here at the Austin Toros, now he works in the sales department Ooh. for the Spurs. Mm. I text him right after that, and I was like, "Y'all busy." And he was like, I'm real busy right now. So it yeah. just automatically started picking up. I mean, a lot of people were probably holding and waiting, too. They were sitting there waiting to push the button to say, go ahead and upgrade my tickets 
because I'm waiting to see which pick we get. Yeah. See, if they was you listening know, they to were, the show yesterday, they would have done it because we told y'all. It's going to happen. When the Spurs are in the lottery, the yeah. research tells you that they usually win the lottery when they're in the lottery. And I can't believe it came to fruition. I'm, I'm upset that actually <laughs> I shouldn't have did that bit yesterday. I should have saved right, that one in Roger the day. Yeah. That was not cool you at all. You spoke it into existence. I ended up being blacked I know. You manifested it. being blacked That was when I didn't I want to be blacked that, Rod. I appreciate that. <laughs> it was terrible. But yeah, that is, that, that's the truth. And honestly, it's amazing. And how about this? This comes from The Athletic. It said, uh, this is come Fred Katz. He said he just emerged from last night around right after the draft lottery was announced and they won it. Um, he said, just emerged from the drawing room of the lottery uh, where San Antonio didn't just win the first pick. Spurs got drawn two more times in the lottery, so they had to redo multiple picks. Destiny was on their side tonight. They were even luckier than yeah. they actually ended up yep, being. Yep, yep. It's crazy. Yep. Like, the texter said it. The Spurs don't often call on Lady Luck, but when they do, she comes a calling. She comes yeah. around. Yep. She comes a coming, man. Yeah. She's coming. I, and I always try to think of other examples of in, in any pro sports where a team has gotten that lucky. In baseball, it's hard to do because draft picks don't, like, you don't get an immediate impact from draft picks like that. So there is a chance where you could get multiple picks in a row, but not just over 30 years. Like, no, we fell into the right draft every single time. Wow. And you look at it, it's not draft, but it would be like if the Packers fall into another quarterback in this year's draft or mm-hmm. something like that, and you'd be like, oh, they went far, Aaron Rod- and they just always have a guy. Yeah. That's about as close as just constantly being able to recycle premier players. Totally agree. Because I think you could find, and that's what the Spurs have been able to do, and basically you have a couple down years, which is you need it because it's to replenish the team. So now you got good young players like Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell and Trey Jones and Jeremy Sohan, who I'm not a huge fan of, but hopefully he'll be better next season. Uh, you, have a, you have a base – to now say, can we add some more pieces? Do we use any of these guys in a trade? We have a ton of picks that you can make and uh, put in a trade, and you have, to, you have to put a Doug McDermott or something there to make salaries equal out. You have a lot of options to try and bring this team up to a higher level pretty quickly. Now, I don't, I don't, you're not saying championship team in oh, yeah, a year or two, but you're talking getting in that play-in, playoffs, play-in, playoffs sure. that area you can get back into there pretty quickly because if you're healthy, then this is a team that could – could make some moves. And the city of Houston got screwed up two tanks. Come on, man. Come on, man. Sometimes <laughs> when you them. tank, it's wow. not a good thing. Hey, y'all got Eme, oh. though. Y'all got Eme. Eme's going to be a good coach. He's going to be a real good coach Brutal. for you. But here's one of the things that I keep looking at, too. Mm. You know, I keep sitting here looking at this this uh, Spurs uh, getting the first pick overall, number one. I've talked to a bunch of people that are ready for Pop to go. I've been, never asked you this question, Patrick, and I've been waiting to ask you this, and I'm going to put you on the spot. How are you, How do you feel about the Greg Popovich situation? Because I know there's some that are like, man, it's been way too long. He's been here for a great run. Now he's probably going to be there until he's 90 because he's, now he's got <laughs> well, another great Greg, Greg, player. Greg, Greg Popovich will retire sooner. I think he wants, wants to find his next guy, and having women Yama would mean that it's much easier for a, a coach to stay on board. I think in this last few years, there's been the period where everyone's like, well, what do you want me to take over? You want me to take over, and if I don't win, I get two seasons of, yeah. of tanking, and then they fire me, and that's that's it. That's my coaching career because I'm I'm now toxic because yeah, I, so, you so couldn't turn it around because now I think gave it's, you this. it's a yeah. little bit easier that he'll step back. He, he's not a guy that I don't think will relish in it till he's 90. So I think at a certain point, I think he was going to retire a couple years ago when his wife passed away. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was really all he had left, and yeah. so he just he it didn't want to get him going too. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he wanted to give it up then. But if he finds the right person to take it over, I could see him doing one or two more years, and then probably moving away from it. It won't just, be Becky Hammond. It possibly still could be. Uh, it still no. could be. Mm-hmm. You know, she, what, it's because she's a bully now? Well, like I said, she's a little controversy <laughs> going on. Just throwing uh, it out some there. people look at, at Pop as a bully. Yeah. Well, Pop has a billion championships. She won the championship last Some reporters were talking about it, some reporters for the Spurs, and they were like, wasn't it nice when Pop was so nice when they weren't really competing these years? Like, guess that's over. (laughs) (laughs) Pop's going to be mean again. You're right. That's true that. No question. But it's it's, – I'm with you. I don't know when he's going to leave. I don't. And I know Uh that people get tired of him because there's a lot of fans who have either politically don't like him or people that just – for whatever reason, have no concept of how sports work or NBA, and they go, no, just fire him. Go, well, who do you want to get? No, just fire him. 
Well, that's you, not an answer. But well, you you look at what's happened to t- guys that have just won championships, then they're yeah. now they're looking for jobs as well. So that's why some of the people that I've you know don't forget I was on radio in San Antonio for a little bit, and a lot of people were like. We need to get him out of there because of this and that and and all this other stuff. And that's why I was kind of wondering, because you are our resident Spurs fan, I was just kind of curious to where you are in the pop, you know, time spent on this at this team, and now it's something else. Is he going to stick around? What would you say would be the max number of years? In your your opinion, this isn't fact, but in your opinion, how much longer do you think pop will want to – coach the San Antonio Spurs? I would guess two more years. Okay. And then three would probably be the max of what I think he would stick around for before he – and he'll still be part of the team and doing – but I I think that's when he'll try and start stepping away if he can get him to a good point. But if you look at player development, one of the hardest things to do in the NBA, to get players to develop, get chemistry and and culture. Mm -hmm. If you can do those things, Popovich does that at a higher level than – or as high a level as anybody else in the NBA. There's a lot of guys who we, we see that come in and they go, well, they're good X and O guys, but they have no player development skills. And we get see guys that could develop players, but they have no idea what to do with them when they, when they get developed. We see guys that have a bunch of good players on a team, but there's no chemistry and there's no culture. Pop has all of those things. He's yep. put them together. You're adding another piece to that that fits into this. A guy who wanted to go to San Antonio, which is pretty rare in today's NBA, in today's world. So you have a lot of pieces where you can go, okay, we have guys here that want to, that are bought in. We have a guy who's ready to buy in in Victor Wembanyama. Let's see what we can put together with this, and let's see if we can find a coach that Victor Wembanyama is happy with too, and we can kind of roll this all into everyone's happy. This is a long-standing thing, and try and find the next coach who's going to be the coach for the next 15, 20 years. Right. Uh, this texter, interesting. He said, speaking of secession, the Yankees had Babe Ruth. Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle playing center field for them. They went from Babe Ruth straight to DiMaggio, straight to Mantle. Yeah, the stuff that you're talking about with the Spurs is like what the Lakers did. It going is. Going from and like Kareem yeah. to Magic. Hell, Texas did Don't a little bit. Wilt to exactly, Kareem. Exactly, yeah. It's going to exactly, Magic. right? Kept it going. <laughs> yeah. And even after that, get, yeah. they, not too long before they get Shaq yes. and Kobe. Like, yeah. it's just crazy. But then you go look at, hell, Texas did it too. I mean, that's what that's how mm-hmm. Mac Brown basically got his Hall of Fame career yep. is because he was able to stack a Vince Young and then a Colt McCoy. Yep. And hell, even a Chris Sims before that, but still able to stack those kind of great, all two all-time great players behind each other. That's really, really tough to do. Uh, and, and, and tougher than that, do keeping them for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know the, that's you kept that's David the culture Robinson. fit. That's yeah. the culture and the yeah the co- the coaching is one thing, but the culture is another one. And the Spurs got both. They yeah, did. that's why I was curious to how everything was going to play out because when you look at the San Antonio Spurs and going back to your point, he 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 came in, he developed it, he got everybody to buy in. But my biggest question now: you have a guy that's coming in in Wimbenyama, but how many people want to go? to San Antonio as a free agent. Because what they have, yes, they got some solid pieces, but they didn't win a lot of games. And he's not going to be that guy that's going to come in that automatically that you're going to say, we're going to win 15 to 20 more games off the rip. No, it's going to be tough because he's not that imposing type of figure. It's always, he's huge. But it's always been the, that's always been the case though and they they want they became a dynast, dynastic yeah. team without it. That's that's always been really their kind of a organizational weakness is that the market wise they're not a they're not they're not what I call a glamour market. But can they do yeah. that now that they got a guy like that? That's yeah, what I'm asking. Exactly. Yeah, I mean but yeah. that's that's kind of where you're at. You don't necessarily need to bring in the next biggest star yeah. no you need to bring in guys that will help out and be a pieces around Windy. it and yeah. and again this year last year there was a lot of injuries and they yeah. kind of let guys heal up a little bit longer you know i'm not saying they're tanking but they let guys heal up a little bit longer mm. so like a Devin Vassell missed you, a, you can a, admit a, it now that y'all want <laughs> now that y'all got still it. don't want to yeah, admit yeah, it he's, they he's trying to admit y'all were taking it was just an all season you got the number one pick now bro you can say it now it's okay no guys we were we just had an off 
off season. It's an off season. Some injuries. It's all right. But no tanking went on. No I tanking. Love it. I love like, it. I don't want to get fined like the Mavs now. Yeah, I got it. The Mavs who tanked, kept all that money to get the 10th pick in the draft. Uh, hey, they got to yeah. keep it, though. They got to keep it. Yeah. That's true. That's, so so I'm going, Mavs fans are upset. They're like, we didn't get their number one. You're like, you knew you weren't, right? Yeah. You just needed to keep your number 10. Yeah. yeah That's you, all you needed. They've never had great, like, lottery luck. That Luca was their kind of lottery luck, yeah. if you will. Other than that, they haven't had no, lottery but they luck. Like, I mean, they drafted Jason Kidd. Yep. And, hey, we can say, not lottery luck, but draft luck, they traded Tractor Trailer for Dirk Nowitzki at the draft. There's a, yeah, and draft, draft day trade, is, yeah. And, boy, that was a massive swap right there. Now, yeah. Are you talking about now this, the state of Texas is going to have potentially two top five players in a few years? I mean, the, the, let's – right. I don't know how long it's going to take Wimby to get there, but I'm saying just theoretically right now. Yes. With Luca being Luca, and it's Luca and still. No, and, and, and the next the Mavs don't screw it up, yeah, by the way. Yeah, and again, so Luca may not be in Dallas in five up. years. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, Luca, hey, Luca may come to the Spurs in a few years. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> oh, no, man. I just wanted to make every Mavs fan yeah, really just, mad. <laughs> see, that's that. He's feeling himself today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to admit they were taking him. Oh, that his chest all posted out earlier. shot at the Mavs fans out there. I love it. No, but I mean, and look, and honestly, and then you're going to go to Houston that now is going to have – uh, Jabari Smith with another year in the system. Jalen yep. Green, who's a really mm-hmm. good player, and either Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller in there as well. You're, that's three really good young players to build a core with Ime Odoka. That if you can get more out of Jalen Green and Jabari Smith, and what that rookie comes in and plays well, that could make that. I mean, like honestly, they are pushing to where they're going to be competing in that second spot in Texas if Luca does not step up and, and they don't get some more help in Dallas. That team, is, that team in Houston is going to be have some, has some good players. Sounds like Patrick is taking pity on us. Oh man, he's trying to be so smooth. Like, with he looked it. at me. Well, he's, he's, he's like, "Hey, Rod, he's trying to look at me." Hey, I was like, "Hey, man, hey, it's gonna be okay." Hey, Rod, don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> Y'all I know you guys have done good. You got email. You got email. He's gonna make chicken salad <laughs> out of it. You know now. what I'm saying? Hey, don't worry. Don't worry about you're still a Texans fan now too. We'll go through that together. We're still brothers in our Texans fan. I love it, but no. I mean, this is amazing what the what the what the Spurs did though. Trying to, speaking of the Houston franchise and how they've messed up the tanking, uh, the Texans did and the Rockets did as well. And it wasn't all the Rockets' fault. The Rockets they did a much better job of tanking than the Texans, but you you only have so much control because it is an NBA lottery. But so the Spurs, I saw this, it's a, it, it's interesting how they put this. Spurs essentially when they decided they wanted to tank, I know Patrick wants to use a different term, but they had an off year. They when they when, <laughs> yeah. they when they traded Dejounte Murray, all right, and traded him away. They essentially traded uh, that was what last summer. Yeah, and that trade basically that got them to the point where they're bad enough to get up into the the lottery because they didn't really have a star to build around, and that ended up being Wimby. They're still going to draft number one yep. overall, two uh, first round picks that yeah. were unprotected. Uh, one protected first round pick that was Charlotte's pick in the twenty uh, in twenty five or twenty six, uh, and one protected pick swap with the Hawks in twenty twenty six. Yeah, no, they and they still have a, one, they one guy. <laughs> mm. Wow, it's unbelievable, man. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fan. I, like, I, I'm, 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 in, I'm envious. Like I'm just a little yeah. jealous. No, and I mean, you still the Spurs still have a Toronto pick coming up uh, from the Kawhi trade. Yes. They still have. Yeah. I mean, they still have some other picks. That's a top so, six protected. By yeah, you, so, hear, you and, hear how he's talking, Ron? I no, know, but this is. is this is this is what you have to remember. He's helping them build. Re, this when you rebuild, rebuild. and when you say, "Hey, yeah. we now if we need to make some moves, we have first round picks that are." You can go, "Hey, do you want the Spurs one? Do you think we're not going to be good, or do you want the Toronto? You think they're not?" You got the Bulls first in twenty twenty five. Yeah, part top of the 10 protected. Um, or top eight in twenty six, yeah. twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Depending on what they you got, another do. Boston one coming up. <sighs> No, because you made a lot of these moves where you you knew, hey, if we can get down there and if we can get a couple pieces, then we can start to build more and more and more, and you can trade those pieces off. That's why also you get a ton of second-round picks because second-round picks aren't really that valuable until you have 20 of them. Oh, man, look at this text. This text is painful. Said Texas had uh, two top five NBA players in the mid nineties, Robinson and Lajuan. Come on, Rod. I'm not. I'm not saying they didn't. This must be a Rockets fan. No, uh, no, in the year that David went out, I never said they. I never said they did. I'm in '95, they did. Because like '95 was when David won the MVP. Yeah, and Elijah was a top five player that year too. So yes, in '95 they did. Yeah, David was not always a top five yeah. player. In the I wasn't day, saying but. that they did. I'm just saying that you got a chance for it to happen. In yeah, yeah, now. yeah. No, in no, you have you future. have a very good chance for to see that. 
to see those matchups of of Luca and and uh, Wimby guarding Luca on the perimeter and those two going at each other because you're going to see pick and rolls and switches. We've seen it. We saw it last night with Anthony Davis. They keep trying to people keep trying to put him out on the perimeter and stuff like that. So you see those pick and rolls. You going to see matchups like that in Texas. Four times a year, <laughs> yeah. No, it's gonna, like I said, it's gonna be uh, really fun to watch. Uh, you know, Wimby develop, and I can't wait to see. Um, man, he's gonna now those tickets for the Moody Center, those Spurs games. I know when they play down here. Wow, yeah. now yeah, I, they just went up. E- I was already trying to get some. Then I was gonna say didn't work out. Just, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what the schedule looked oh. like. My son yesterday he comes home from Dang practice. It. He goes, "Hey, man." Do you, you remember those tickets that we had for the game <laughs> this past year? Do we get those back? And I was like, no, man, we don't get those back. Can we we got to make back? sure. He was like, because I think we got to go to those games now. I was like, of course, now you want to talk about it. I want to see them too. I'm yeah. gonna lie. I, I, I want to go. I'm trying to make plans to try to get yeah. to a San Antonio Spurs game. Yeah, it's been a while. We that's how that's that's the beauty of being able to get Road a generational trip. talent. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, oh, text also says Niner Minor. Don't forget about Duncan versus Dirk. Yep. To, to yeah, two top five. There, there was there was some there, there was some years where years Dirk was up there. Yeah, around no, I there. totally agree with that. Um, all right, we took a lot of time there talking about the Spurs and their uh, NBA Patrick lottery got a tear victory. in his eye right now. He's so excited he should, about man. it. <laughs> like Ric Flair, the '92 Rumble. Exactly. <laughs> a tear in my eye. I bet he was wooing like Ric Flair when they, when they won that damn <laughs> he thing. He was. I was shouting around the office. I could not. I really couldn't believe it. I was like, "That's not gonna happen." When the Rockets got the four, I was like, "No, no, 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 no." I when Detroit got when Detroit went to number five, I was like. Wow. Oh, wait. We're in it. There's we're a in shot. it. There's a shot. There's a and shot. The Rockets got four. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Don't do this. Yeah, don't do it. it don't was, do it. Don't hey, have it. Hey, did you oh. see and my conspiracy theory? It came down. It to, almost it, came. I know. That was it. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I thought about you at that time, Unbelievable. Too. I'm like, either I'm winning the lottery or I'm right. Everybody, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was too busy freaking out to worry about conspiracy theories that the Spurs were going to get the number one pick again. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. They can't keep doing this. By the way, I did see an article today that said uh, it cost cost Michael Jordan $500 million. That they were saying the valuation, because he got the number two instead of the number one, $500 million is what they said. I can believe it. Yeah. Yeah. You said said this last night. The Spurs don't often call on Lady Luck, but when they do, she comes a-calling. And I was like, and she answers. Man, That mother got the answer again. They've had they've been the lottery six times, oh the modern lottery, NBA lottery, oh, and, and they've won the number one, won it three times, half the time. And by the way, Texter, yep. I did not forget about the the quadruple double that uh, David Robinson had. I think he had a quintuple double, or he was close to one at one point too. Yeah, I, but I, I had I, an action figure with the quadruple double stats on it with the David on. The, yeah, I the, had that. the dream has some of those freaky stats about yeah. the quadruple yeah. doubles too. I, I went deep diving rabbit holing about that one one year. Um, all right. That's enough about the Spurs. Yeah, we're done with them for the rest of the day. No, we got to talk about it again. (laughs) (laughs) They're like the biggest story in sports right now. We got to talk about it again. We'll also talk about the Nuggets uh, beating the Lakers. So, as a matter of fact, we'll do that next segment. We'll just kind of bump our uh, other uh, topic. It's er it's a little evergreen. And then we'll dive into the Nuggets beating the Lakers coming up next right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put it on the horn. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, life could be a dream If I could take you up in paradise up above If you would tell me I'm the only one that you love Life could be a dream, sweetheart Hello, hello again Shaboom, and hope we'll meet again Oh, life could be a dream <laughs> Welcome back to Volatile right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, usually, Harge is uh, pretty good at getting an initial feel for our midweek movie music editions of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick takes songs from a soundtrack, plays those songs for us, and based on these selections, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music, and he just said he was lost. He's only lost now, but the second one, usually he'll have a little better feel for it. Yeah, because um, I'm not feeling it. 
doing this at all. Well, in terms of the era. I'm talking about that time frame. It could be a period yeah. piece. Yeah. No. Uh, text line already got it. What? Damn. Text line already got it. Oh. Now, this isn't a dead giveaway because none of the songs in this are a dead giveaway until I tell you what scenes they're in and then you're back. Oh, yeah. Is it like Back to the Future or something? It's not. No. But wait a minute. This song right here. Someone got it already. Somebody's already answered it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Have I'm I not seen even. this movie? I would assume so, yes. Uh, you would ah, he went, he went, he went I, I don't know for sure, but I would, I would assume so. Oh, man. Really? Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. We'll see if the next mm. one. The next one's. I'll give you. It's another one that if you remember the scene, you'll remember it. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, like three people have already got on the text line. Damn. Damn. We're slow. Come on, Harsh. I, I'm, I'm not even in the same area code. Yeah, that, all right. Because yeah. I was thinking I was going to hear something like Fast ourselves. and Furious. And that is sick because that's coming out. It's coming out soon. So I thought he was going to give me some Fast and Furious. You're that right there, said, as soon as that you were uh, I was already like, okay, what movies are coming out this week? What movie can I get prepared? I can tell you what movie it's not. Yeah. Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can assure you it's not that. That's oh, what, you don't think that Vin Diesel's driving in his car listening to that? <laughs> well, I think I got this. You the one that introduced me to the Vin Diesel music. That's right, like, the catalog. Yeah, basically. Yeah. His By discography. Way, let, let me give you another fun fact about uh, Fast and Furious that you don't remember. Uh, do you know what the name of the main like race in, in Fast and Furious is that they always do? Oh, no. It's that's called, the, it's that's called Race Wars. Oh, Race Wars. Yeah, which oh, seems like not a great name to continue well, through eight movies. Well, especially, <laughs> especially since the first movie yeah, was the first a one different, it was in a different time in America. Yeah. But we weren't, things weren't as, you know, polarizing. Yeah, and, seems yeah. like I wouldn't call my, my main event in my movie the Race Wars anymore. <laughs> it seems like, yeah. That's a great point. More enlightened. Yeah, yeah I agree. The, something more enlightened. Yeah, and it's easy to change. It's not like anybody remembers what it is. No, but no one remembers. But when you hear it, it is jarring. But so you, you tell me, even on the latest, War. They gonna call it race wars? I think they stopped in like nine. Thank you. But I think it's they did it up so until at least eight. Little I late. think. Little late. They may still be doing it. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. They're. <laughs> I did not know <laughs> yeah, that. I did not know that either. Wow. Oh, wait till Black Twitter hears about that one. <laughs> All right. Let's get oh, man, yeah. The text line's blowing up with this, by they the way. Blew, they blew it. I, I got wouldn't it. have thought that was a dead giveaway. But, I mean, I know the scene, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have made the connection right away. So, are we talking about a Quentin Tarantino film? No. Okay. So I'm like, I'm just, like, I'm just trying to figure out. I was going to say, I thought you was helping me. Thank you. No. I was like, you throw stuff out there. I'm like, okay, let me think. About I, who now it is. I'm totally throwing off. All right, yeah. we'll try to do better next time. Thank you, Specs Text Line, for proving once again. Listeners yeah. are smarter than and we are. We can't are. see it. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, the game last night, gentlemen. 132 126 win for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, but, man, it was at first, how about Taylor, two halves? Uh, at first, the first half was dominated by the Nuggets. I mean, they scored uh, 72 points on 51st half possessions mm-hmm. against the best defense, well, what has been the best defense in the playoffs, the Lakers, and Jokic was unstoppable in the first half. 19 points, 16 rebounds, and 7 assists on his way to 34, 21, and 14, his sixth triple-double of the playoffs. But in that first half, guys, th- that 19, 16, and 7 uh, mark, Basically, <laughs> that hasn't been done in the playoffs, first of all, in like 25 years. And in the playoffs, there have been four of those types of triple-doubles, the uh, 30, 20 triple-doubles, and he has two of them. And Wilt and Kareem have the other ones. Yeah, those, <laughs> those are some very special names Whoa. that are playing a very special position. And the conversation we had yesterday was – who is going to be able to stop Jokic? Well, Anthony Davis tried his best to to match Jokic yesterday. He did. He did. He did everything he, he possibly could. He he went out there and mm-hmm. he balled out. He did everything he could possibly do. And the adjustments that was made after the third quarter, where they put uh, Hamachura, what's his name, Hachimura, Hachimura yep. on him, uh, kind of disrupted him a little bit. It did, but. He was still getting assist. He was still doing other things to help his team. He may not have scored as many points as everyone thought he was going to in the fourth quarter, but he was still effective because he was getting rebounds. He was extending their uh, their chances with second-chance opportunities. Mm-hmm. He was moving the ball around. And we said it yesterday before we left. I said, what is going to be the answer for Michael Porter Jr.? 
<laughs> what is going to be the answer for Aaron Aaron Gordon? But the biggest name that was out there was uh, Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Oh yeah, he did. and the way that he was able to knock down threes. And Patrick said this: Are they going to be able to shoot threes at that high of a clip? And they decided to let y'all know, yeah. We're going to shoot threes at a very high clip. Both teams did. Yeah. Both teams shot over 45% from yeah. three, yeah. which is crazy in a playoff game, especially when there was really good defense in a lot of this mm-hmm. game. But part of that good defense was allowing some open threes because you're covering over and you're run, you're trying to go over the tops of screens and you're switching off. Yeah. So some threes got open and guys were sinking them. And I loved all my Lakers friends are uh, were like, man, if Denver doesn't hit these shots, I'm like, y'all are shooting 45% too. You don't no. get to say if the other team is like, yeah, if you shoot 45% and they shoot 20, you'll win. But, uh, I, I mean, all in all, I think Lakers made some good moves. I was really impressed that they stuck with, you know, fighting back in this game as many times as they did in they that fourth quarter. Smoked at they smoked Because they kept getting out of it and then fighting their way back in. And we mm-hmm. know with LeBron and AD, especially on the road, there's been times where we've seen them kind of step back and not try and Shut engage and yeah. – and, they never did that. I agree. They uh, but we talked about on the show yesterday about Rui Achimura and letting Anthony Davis be a roamer by Rui Achimura playing on onto uh, Jokic. That's but, what they did in the second just half. Put the big body on him. That was yeah. probably the biggest switch in the second half was putting a body on him. And now you have to wonder: Can Achimura play forty minutes a game guarding Jokic, 35, 40 minutes no. a game, and not get into foul trouble? And then add seventeen points. But that's the points is not, I'm not even. I'm like, you just need to. Allow Anthony Davis to be a roamer. I know, but then added bonus value to get that from him. And so to have all of that, to play at that level consistently throughout this series, I mean, you know, Mo Bamba's been hurt. He hasn't been able to play. If I'm if I'm the Lakers, I'm trying everything to get him back on the court just for seven, eight minutes a game. Just a breather where we can put in Mo Bamba and just go just body up Jokic for a little bit. It's all we really need is just someone to put a body on him so Anthony Davis can free reign and we can basically shut down anything in the paint because both these teams are not going to shoot 45% from the three-point line the entire series. And when those stop falling for either team, they're going to have to go inside. And if you can play the defense that the Lakers were playing, it will start to shut it. It will shut down the the Nuggets, and the Lakers will be able to steal a game. The biggest failure, too, was D'Angelo Russell did not come to play yesterday. He was awful. He was minus 25 on the plus minus. <laughs> he had eight points, zero rebounds, three assists, four of 11 from the field, and 0 for three from three-point land. Didn't get to the foul line, didn't do anything, played 26 minutes, and Dennis Schroeder either. So if you have those two guys who you expected something from in your starting lineup and you lose by six points, those guys combined for 14 points total. Yeah, that's what basically got him in trouble, and that's on – Darvin Ham, because yep, he started out with that, out started out with that three guard lineup, yep. and it blew up in his face. Led to them um, off to a really sluggish start overall. Also, they just didn't match the energy that the Nuggets had in the first half, and the Nuggets were just hot. I mean, they were smoking hot yeah. in the first half. The adjustments that were made to put Hachimura as a body, um, as you guys just mentioned, on Jokic, and then allow you know Anthony Davis to be the help defender or the roam defender, uh, that seemed to you know be effective and discombobulate the Denver offense a little bit, or at least their offensive flow a little bit. Um, but it was just too little, too late. They, the hole to dig themselves out of that 20, was it 21 point hole? Yeah, they had to dig 21. themselves off. And 14 point uh, hole they had to dig themselves out of in the fourth quarter and give it up for Austin Reeves man he had a, a nice game 23 points he played um, well yeah and that really helped him out but yeah that that coaching move so Darvin Hams he made one bad coaching move to start out by having a three guard lineup uh essentially start out the game but then on the flip side of that that Hachimura move to put a body on Jokic it got him back into the game um they just didn't have enough late LeBron James listen, I love me some LeBron you guys know we are uh, we're a pro LeBron show here yes. for the most yep. part yep. Yep. uh in the clutch time down the stretch LeBron was not uh, the most clutch uh, that we've seen him down the stretch in this game in the last minute or so. Well, that shot that he took with 45 seconds left, that was the flattest three-pointer I've seen LeBron take in a very, very long time. He's actually been doing well from three-point range. Right. This this season was his best season, I think, from the three-point range. But that shot right there, I was like, okay, Attack the rim. They're going to foul you. They are going to foul you. And the fact, too, 
uh, Schroeder and Austin Reeves were hitting their three-point shots, and he just took it on that on that uh, possession. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then he shot a line driving. Mm-hmm. And then that other possession, right where at the very end, where he got the ball in the paint, he made a move, put the ball between his legs. I thought he was going to spin off for Jokic, but great hustle play by Jamal Murray yeah, to come back and poke it out of the yeah, way because yeah. he was getting cooked on on the the, mm-hmm. the switches on the pick and roll. That was that was not a good look for Jamal Murray, but that's another thing that you can see that I hope, if I'm a Lakers fan, that Darvin Ham says, you know what, we've got to make sure that we continue to attack Jamal Murray because he cannot play defense when you're switching. No, and I, I mean, I'll also say they need to figure out, you got to give a little bit more shot to your bench when you're in Denver. Yeah. You can't try and play yeah. an eight-man rotation. Yeah. You can't try and play LeBron 40 minutes a game in Denver. Because elevation is going to kill you. Mm-hmm. We saw it's going to, everybody basically everybody has said it's going to be a slow start for any team going into Denver. You hope that in game two you're a little bit more acclimated. You've been there, you've had some practices, so you're a little bit more acclimated by the time you get to game two, so it won't be so such a shocker. But when you're coming back in game five, and if it goes to a game seven, then you're gonna have those again getting your legs back just because you're not as used to it. Man, I thought Vanderbilt was going to be a be a part of the success, and he he didn't do anything. No, and Malik Beasley, who played a lot during this season, yep. it was not was not seen. Lonnie Walker is basically taking his remaining minutes. Yep. There, there's guys that are on that bench that you just go, you have to give them a shot and see if you can get anything out of anyone on the bench to give you seven, eight minutes, five, five minutes even. If you can piece together eight minutes between a few guys to just give a couple minutes rest, so that LeBron isn't gassed at the end of the game. And look, Jokic was gassed at the end of the game, too. Well, that's the yeah, other thing, too. Made a run. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here. If you're going to go out there and try to get physical with the Joker, why are you not putting Tristan Thompson in there? Let him go in there and use up all them fouls. If you don't want to use them, to your point, put him in there, let him get some run for five to ten minutes, and get him out of there. Just tell him, do not shoot. Yeah. You're not allowed to shoot. I just need you to go get me a rebound, look for the outlet, and not let Joker move around. She's got to be real strategic, though, because it makes you so de- easily defendable on offense, right? Yeah. You can just def- – because if he, he's not even a threat, so you're basically playing four and five. Yeah, yeah well, point, they were doing that. But, it, it, again, to your point, Jeff Green, who is normally a, a more efficient guy and more physical basketball player – he didn't do anything for the Nuggets yesterday. So no. that could have been your matchup. That could have been your time to do it. Yeah, when you're yeah, looking yeah. at it and you saying, looking at the flow get, yeah. of the game, you're looking at the people on your bench. They should be coming to you and saying, hey, now's the time. Put them in there right now. Get Let them go out there and get a 90 run. 90 seconds. And let, yeah, <laughs> and then get, yeah. get get one of the players out and then send the rest of them back in there. Oh. I mean, it was, it was a chess match. And last night, at, for the most part, they were not playing the right game of chess because they were getting cooked. Yeah, and when you get a twenty point, twenty one point deficit, yeah, I know it's gonna it's gonna exhaust you to try to make that run to catch yeah. them. Yeah, and I mean, and then you throw in for the Nuggets that you you missed a game where their power forwards Jeff Green and what which hard to said and Aaron Gordon did not have great games. No, they they really tried to make them shoot and beat them and beat them, make them shooters, take them out of the take them out of the equation in the post. They did. And neither one responded in a great way. Now, Aaron Gordon still plays some defense, but offensively, he just wasn't so much of a factor. They got they need one of those guys to step up and hit some shots for them. Because again, if you hit those, if they if they can stretch out that four position and they get a shot, and it makes the Lakers have to guard that instead of helping off. Because again, that was Anthony Davis's guy. Basically, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. They put Rui Hachimura on Jokic. Have Anthony Davis helping off of Aaron Gordon. And they're putting Gordon too close, so Anthony Davis can help out more and more. You have to be able to stretch Spray out that four. Out. And yeah. if if Anthony Davis doesn't want to guard and they want to play too big, you have to be yep. able to pay, pay them pay on the on the offensive end. And they just weren't able to do that in the game. And I get defensively, it's hard because if you play Anthony Davis and Rui Hachimura and you're trying to play small as the the Nuggets, you're going to get cooked because it, then it's just Jokic trying to guard two big guys in the middle, and you get him in foul trouble. You get him to where he's tired out because. He he's not the best defender in the league, so I I get that there there's issues of why you don't want to go small, but I think in this series you could see at points if Aaron Gordon's struggling like this that the Nuggets will go small for a little bit just to basically throw off the Lakers where they they're just hitting threes on them 
yeah. and cooking them, and what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. Uh, all right, good breakdown. We'll come back. We'll get to the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn. These arms are the All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Um, it is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick takes songs from a soundtrack, plays those songs for us, and based on the songs that are played, Hard's not supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. Um, Hard, you got anything? I have no clue. This is a random idea. I'm going to throw out a Bronx tale. <laughs> no. Not a Bronx Tale, no. How about Remember the Titans? Nope. Okay. No, no. Yeah. I really don't think I'm even close to it then. All right. We'll probably get it. Oh, usually we get a softball. I mean, this one, this one's a round one. What you're going to get for a softball? This one's pretty softball. The next one is pretty softball, too. This one's a softball. I mean, as much for this movie as you're going to get. Man. I'm gonna be so mad. This, this, this is not Ray, right? No. I might not have seen the movies. It's hard to believe that you have not seen it at some point. Okay. All right. Uh, it's got, I like the music, though. I do, too. The music is great. It's not Ray, <clears> so. <throat> it's not Ray. All right. Uh, is it life? No. Okay. That's a good guess. I like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to the flex. FLXATX.com. FLXATX and all your social media platforms. Uh, speaking of the flex, go there. You can check out the schedule. So the seven-on-seven tournaments that are starting up the 20th, actually, I believe. So this weekend. And you can go get the schedules up there at FLXATX.com. Also, speaking of the flex, the flex crew, the Wednesday night flex, will be coming up right after Ball, uh, ball Don't Lie is done. So you can stick around for the flex crew. Uh, I'm not sure all who's going to be here, but Zach Lucero always should in. Cameron always chipping in, doing a great job. Nolan the Seed always chipping in. Those guys do a great job with the flex. So uh, right. looking forward to that. And shout out to uh, shout out. Vandergriff's women's golf team. They won the 6A state championship. Um, they won it in Georgetown. Great, great, great effort right there for them to be able to win the uh, state championship for 6A. You know if you're playing in 6A, it's going to be a tough, tough road to mm-hmm. hoe, and that's exactly what they did. They Vandergriff is the state champion in 6A golf. Also, coming up in the Harge Knox Life yeah, in 430, right. we're going to have Coach J.T. Blair of nice. – of Westlake Baseball. He's going to join us to preview their big matchup against the Round Rock Dragons. We're going to try to get Coach Carter on tomorrow. Uh, he told me that his schedule is going to be kind of tight because it's going to be a game day, but I'm going to do everything I possibly can to get them on. We also have Cedar Park taking on Rouse. There's a lot of, like, Travis is still in it. There's going to be a lot, Georgetown, there's going to be a lot of baseball going on, so make sure you get out there and check it out. And this, everybody's chasing that championship, chasing man. Chasing that title, That's man. what we're all about. Damn right. Uh, all right. Uh, looking forward to that coming up in Harsh Knock Life. Uh, we'll come up next. We'll get into some audio. Speaking of uh, Texas uh, championships, Sark is trying to get a championship uh, here to Texas, and he was at the only Texas fight tour. He was in H-Town. My man Jeff Howe of Horns 24-7 got us some audio, so we'll hear from the head coach on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.